G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Here we are on a Friday morning and not just any Friday morning. You might say the eve of what for many sports fans in Australia is the biggest day of the year. Tomorrow, the AFL Grand Final. And there'll be so many who'll be wearing the colours of the Swans or the colours of the Cats. It's a Swans versus Cats Grand Final. And Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch has been looking carefully at some of the issues around the Grand Final and AFL and some of it's fun and some of it's controversial. But Bill, a special welcome back to 2020. Always great to be here. Bill, let me ask you before we get into any serious conversation and maybe upset some people, um, who are you barracking for for tomorrow's grand final? Well, as it should be clear by now, I am at least originally from America. So, uh, you know, I didn't even know at first such a thing as AFL existed. And once I did come here about 30 years ago, I had to try to figure it out, along with cricket, mind you. Uh, Both were a mystery to me. Uh, By the way, I don't know if I should name drop here, but the very first AFL game I went to quite some time ago, a few people that most of your listeners would have heard of, uh, Peter Costello, his brother Tim Costello, and his father, uh, they took me uh, to a game a long time ago, and you know they had explained to me you know, what the post six points, the one point, uh, this and that. I didn't have a clue. So, anyways, uh, earlier on, one friend said, "Well, I'm a Melbourne Demons fan, so you should be as well." So, okay, and, you know, I didn't know anybody, so I did for a few years. They weren't doing so well. Uh, but then as a Christian, I found out that uh, this Gary Ablett Jr. fellow uh, was, well, both uh, senior and then his son, that they were Christians. I thought, oh, well, since I didn't really choose Melbourne willingly, let me this time make a choice. So I thought I'd go with Geelong Cats. And sure enough, tomorrow they will be in uh, playing Sydney. So uh, go Cats. <laughs> and uh, I've lived in Melbourne twice, and really before going to Melbourne, I wasn't very interested in AFL, but uh, when I did move to Melbourne, I had a blue and white beanie, and somebody <laughs> said, oh, you must be a Geelong supporter, and, and that caught my attention. Then uh, when I learned, and a little bit before the Gary Ablett Jr., Gary Ablett Sr. was a player for mm. Geelong, and you know, there's been some ups and downs for him, but... That caught my imagination and uh, I began to appreciate uh, the Cats uh, from that time forward. So yes, uh, I'm hoping the Cats do well in tomorrow's grand final. Hey Bill, I want to talk to you though about some controversial things that you've been writing Mm. about and there's often a streak of the controversial in your writings. You're even (laughs) predicting over some events that we're seeing emerge in the AFL, the death of football and common sense, sanity and reality. What are your comments around this week? 
<laughs> well, mind you, I've been saying this actually for a while now. Uh, you know, all the various politically correct, you know, you'll have a various rounds or weekends dedicated to the latest political cause and a lot of people not just me have even given up on AFL they're so tired of the politicization of sport why can't we just enjoy a game on the weekend why do we always have to have uh, pushed down our throats all these radical leftist political causes so this is certainly not new but some of you who are footy fans would have known that there big awards night of course the brown lows uh took place on sunday and oh well you can see your team and how they did and who's the best and fairest and all that but uh, obviously something happened this time around that certainly caught everybody's attention and not everybody was all that thrilled with it i wasn't uh, but for those in the know, there was a fairly famous North Melbourne player and then coach for a while, Dean Laidley, uh, you know, a good uh, champ at AFL level. He kind of dropped out of the picture for a while, and then last few years he's reemerged, except he's no longer Dean, he's Danny. And he's grown his hair, he's wearing dresses, and he's another one of these fellows who... Uh, for whatever reason, and sadly, uh, now thinks he's a female. Uh, we had, what, Bruce Jenner, the famous athlete in America some years ago, coming out at, as Caitlin. So this is not the first time some well-known sporting figure has made the move. Uh, but yeah, the the real shocker, well, well, a lot of things were shocking on Sunday night, but when I saw him in his white gown and long hair with another female on his arm with a white gown and long hair, I put a little thing on the social media saying, boy, just wait, somebody's going to ask him, oh, and who does your hair and where'd you get your frock from? And uh, well, sure enough, uh, that happened during the night and even worse yet, just about every newspaper, right, for the next 40 hours or so, uh, Danny Lately was stunning last night with the off-the-shoulder gown that she wore. Uh, you know, on and on. It's like I'm thinking, what's wrong with you people? Have you drunk too much Kool-Aid? I mean, look, uh, somebody wants to, you know, change his uh, identity and think he's a female instead of a male, that's up to him. But really, do we have to go along with this? I mean, this is a kind of a mental and psychological issue that needs treatment, that needs care and love. But it's a kind of delusion we don't need to celebrate and promote. But that's exactly what we had. One journalist after another, oh, you look stunning, my dear, and all this. And I'm thinking, oh, dear, how many diehard footy fans who just love their footy would have, uh, you know, been losing their dinner about at this point on that Sunday night. And so many who want to keep sport, sport, men's sport, women's sport. Then you have someone who wants to change teams, excusing my metaphor in there. <laughs> but when you do have someone of such a high profile changing teams, you've got mm. this virtue signalling wherever they mm. go because they're on the outer, uh, wearing the sorts of garments that look like the different team. Uh, there's this virtue signalling that's automatically there wherever he goes or wherever anyone goes who does decide to change sides. 
Yeah, well, it's all part of the politically correct woke culture that we live in. Every radical leftist kind of bit of lunacy is not just to be encouraged and permitted, but it's to be promoted, celebrated, championed. That's the real, you know, as I say, if people want to do this and the privacy of their own life and not make a big deal of it, that might be one thing. We could probably live with that. But when most of the mainstream media, most of our politicians, most of our elites go along with it and actually run with it, uh, you know, Uh, Well, it's a sign of some much bigger social and cultural problems. It's not just one individual who's got some issues he really needs to deal with. It's a whole culture that's kind of collectively losing its mind. They've just decided that we're going to throw reality out the window, biology out the window. I mean, we've had this trans discussion often before, Neil, right? Uh, You know, every body, every cell in your body is either basically male or female, you know, lopping off bits, wearing a dress, growing your hair, that will never change your sex. You will always be who you were born as, male or female. So this whole idea that we have to not just socially accept, but embrace and celebrate uh, people who do this, uh, I, I'm worried very much about the fate of Western civilization. Bill, the media coverage, as you say, people in their whole expression, uh, like their countenance changes, and all of a sudden they've got a woke mentality that takes over, and this gushy, uh, complimentary way that people will then celebrate, as you say, Uh, that somebody has gone through this transition. Uh, This is an interesting thing because the media is under heavy intimidation to celebrate, Mm -hmm. not to point out that there are some challenges here. Yeah, well, I was thinking that just, you know, be hard to measure, but why has most of the media gone this way? Are some being forced into it? I suppose many actually believe it. Many actually think it's wonderful. Many probably thought she or he was stunning in his white gown. Uh, But I'm sure many, uh, you know, they don't want to rock the boat. They know if they would call a spade a spade or call a guy a guy, they'd probably lose their job in whatever, newspaper, radio, TV. So it's, again, it's this whole idea of being forced to, well, effectively lie to keep your job. If you want to keep going in the mainstream media, you got to play the game. You got to go with the all of the PC nonsense. Um, uh, you know, again, what you do in private may be one thing, but when the whole nation is effectively forced to go along with it, uh, I think that's a worry. I, I mentioned in my article there was one meme making the rounds on the social media, which I thought was quite good, uh, which said, while using a preferred name may not be too problematic, using a preferred pronoun is. That means you basically have to lie to support somebody in their delusion. And it's like saying, uh, you know, if I'm forced to use somebody's pronouns, it's like, you know, Uh, being forced to talk to a schizophrenic's imaginary friend. I mean, the same reason you don't, because you want to get this guy some help. He really needs some help fast. Uh, The same here. I I won't, 
use preferred pronouns, I'll call a guy a guy and a girl and a girl because I think telling the truth is the most important thing we can do. But, of course, the media has long ago given up anything like truth and objectivity. It's now all about pushing politically correct agendas, and uh, it's, it's a worry the direction we're heading in. You can't turn up to a party in blackface because that's mm, yeah, appropriating yeah. another race. That's right. But you can turn up as a man wearing a dress, and that's yes. not appropriating womanhood. I know that feminists are really getting concerned here, and uh, mm. various commentators uh, who are on this bandwagon are saying appropriating womanhood is not something that's acceptable. Any thoughts from you, Bill? Yeah, well, that's been a very interesting development, of course. There's the whole, you know, LGBTQ alphabet gang, and then there's the feminists, and then there's actual, well, you got the trans is one camp, and then the actual gay and lesbian is another, and often you'll find all three at each other's throats. I mean, this really has become a big bun fight within this one large tent, this large kind of block of leftist uh, activists. Uh, many of the real deal feminists are absolutely uh, disgusted at the trans movement. As you said, exactly, you're appropriating our sex. You're well, denigrating what it is to be a woman. Here we've been fighting for the last, what, 50, 100 years to have some respect and dignity for who a woman is, and you're taking it all away by having any guy put on a dress and pretend he's a woman. So a lot of the feminists are unhappy with the trans movement, even those in the lesbian uh, homosexual movement, many of them are unhappy with the trans. So there's all this kind of infighting going on between these three different groups. And, well, I can sit back and kind of smile a bit saying, well, well, yeah, when you get this kind of madness being pushed on society, it's going to have to give at some point. Something's going to have to explode. And that's just what's happening. So you don't have to be an old fuddy-duddy religious conservative, perhaps like you and I. Uh, just let the infighting itself take care of things. A lot of these people are just not happy with where this is headed. And we might be reminded of some very simple biblical foundations uh, created in the image and likeness of God, man and woman. Mm. He created them. There'll be those listeners who like to read a little more on some of the things you've been talking about in one of these latest articles you've written called The Death of Football and Common Sense, Sanity and Reality. On the eve of the AFL Grand Final, Bill Muhlenberg, uh, I hope the Cats win. Thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thanks again. Go Cats. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.